That is so that, interesting to think about. Yeah, it's like that you could accept money from others, but ultimately think like they're not doing it correctly or they're not doing it the right way. I was told that all the time that like, uh, you know, marriage you is You were told you Christ. weren't doing it the right way all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, everything <laughs> I did was wrong. Stop doing it. Scott, you're not doing that the right way. <laughs> Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are 2X Relevant subscribers. Scott, did you ever subscribe to Relevant Magazine? I never subscribed, but I... All right, so we are 1X Relevant <laughs> subscriber and somebody who wished they did. <laughs> I was. I think I was... I like bought a couple, and I feel mm. like I got gifted like a relevant subscription for a year or something. Cause I got like a magazine every month for a while. And then, it, all right. So stopped. we were one relevant subscriber and one relevant Nepo baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's relevant for everybody? Listening what is relevant? What, what is relevant? Are I, we like Taylor relevant? Swift? Probably not. Iris Kelsey. Um, post Malone's, uh, cover of that, of Hootie and the Blowfish. That's relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Beyonce's country song. Uh, yeah, let's see what else is relevant. Uh, the the Bears and Justin Fields. That's mm-hmm. relevant. Um, um, let's see. Like what we're talking about is pop culture. Yeah. And Relevant yeah. Magazine was a Christian magazine, a very secret sensitive Christian oh, magazine. I like that term. Yeah, secret sensitive means um, okay for. Like an atheist might be okay opening it up. <laughs> um, like it, it didn't immediately seem super Christian, though it had like Christian articles in it and articles about theology and religion. And in many ways, like Relevant Magazine, I always thought was fine. It was where mm-hmm. I learned that Mumford and Sons, like Marcus Mumford, was like the son of like God. Uh, oh. Where he was the son of God, <laughs> true. Um, where he was the son of this like Episcopalian minister or whatever over in Ireland um, or Northern Ireland or wherever. I don't know. Um, that won't do well in the UK for me to mix up Ireland. <laughs> Sorry, Ireland. Ireland. Wherever you're from, Wales <laughs> or Scotland, from, all yeah, the same. <laughs> in fairness, I didn't get those mixed up. I got where Marcus Mumford was from mixed up. I feel like I'm safe. Um, all our Irish listeners, Evan lives now in Ohio. You can find him at... <laughs> <laughs> find me in Cincinnati. <laughs> Oh um, man! You know a city that's better than any city you have. That's right. Any other city? Um, uh, relevant our soccer team is better than your football team. <laughs> I I for relevant. Um, I I just remember getting hooked on like they had a lot of music articles. Like they had a lot of bands that they would interview or like they'd have like a breakdown of like, here's some like albums coming out from like the actual artists you want to listen to. Cause what I liked about relevant is they would push and promote the Christian artists that were not just like the worship team. It was just like, we're kind of like on the edges. Yeah. Um, That's how I found out about Michael Gunger. Hmm. Um, I found out about, Suf John Stevens, Suf Jan, Suf Suf Jan, Suf Soup Jam Stevens, Soup Jam Stevens. Yeah, um, and I remember I was just like, oh, people say he's really good. I'm gonna try and listen to him. And I tried to listen to him, and I was like, okay, that's enough. This is this is very repetitive. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> this was 
And I see where I see where it's talented. I see where somebody might like it, but boy, is this not for me. That, anyway, that says enough ahead. of a review when you say someone else might like this. <laughs> I think it's, that says enough about how you oh, feel. Man. I would be the worst critic of anything of just like five stars. Good, good for someone else, probably not for me. Evan, why'd you five, five out of five stars? for somebody else? <laughs> well, I didn't want to be mean. To be fair, I this is gonna probably be a, an anti Sufjan Stevens podcast because I I never really grooved with him either. I yeah. I didn't get the hype, but come come at us, everybody. Let us know yeah, how you fight, feel about Sufjan yeah, you know Stevens. What? No, what, fight me. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and my <laughs> banjo music is better than your banjo music. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm trying to get other artists I remember from Relevant. Um, I remember they did a big op-ed on Lecrae. Oh my gosh, I do remember they would yeah be pushing and promoting Lecrae. Yeah. Um, that was yeah, God. Show Baraka was oh, on yep. there as I remember. well. Um, I think like man. I I heard from Kings Kaleidoscope before, but I know they covered yeah. them a lot on their Kings their website. Got and their, birthed out of Mars Hill, didn't they? The yes, whole Mark yeah. Driscoll. Uh, for those of you who don't know, whenever we mention Mars Hill, like it's a very like, um, it started out in like I think Washington or Seattle or wherever, and it mm-hmm. became a church planning network in and on its own. And it had a lot of good worship. Like, its worship music was not just basic worship music. No, it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. There, I, there was it was good music. Sometimes it was even bluesy, which was really fun. Um, there was just some, there was, there was a little bit of grit to it that you didn't get with like the Chris Tomlins and the, uh, Christian Stanfills and the, you know, Beth. Well, yeah. What I always liked is that they had a lot of musicianship and like, it wasn't just, we're going to make this as simple and as repeatable as possible. Cause that's what you have to do with worship music is like when you want it to be put in churches across America, you got to make it mm-hmm. very easy to pick up the lyrics yeah. can't be like i should say the melodies can't be too complicated and the instrumentation can't have too many parts that's why it's just like it needs yeah. an acoustic and a bass and maybe some drums and that's all you well, need they, but. they they really hit people like me for for people like me and you but for different reasons i think yeah. one was uh the musicianship where it was like yeah all right well if we're gonna play music let's make it good yeah. and the other side of it is Instead of just people like singing the same melodies, let's have people scream them. Yeah, like they're not going to hit these high notes, but it's like yeah. if they can just try, like it sounds the everybody screaming together in the same note is going to sound good. Yeah, um, if they're not <laughs> mic'd, like that, your congregation yeah. is going to still sound like pretty damn involved. Yeah, um, but yeah, so like no relevant. Uh, was always fun as far or was always really good as far as like getting into pop culture mm-hmm. and relevant put out an article regarding we haven't talked about him in a while um brian houston from hillsong he's back he's back, back with baby. a vengeance he never got in trouble for his dad's child sex ring um that never happened but brian houston on uh february 20th put out on twitter Ladies and girls kissing. <laughs> Those words in that order. Just four words. That's it. Just ladies, ladies and girls kissing. and girls kissing. What time did he post that in Australian Eastern time, by the way? Australian Eastern time? Is that what uh, it's called? It really is. Australian Eastern time. Is it really Daylight called Australian time? Eastern time? Yeah. <laughs> Not everything is America was... time, Evan. <laughs> I'm the most ignorant person on the face of the earth. Nothing Do you think exists. other countries, they just, everyone else is on Eastern once they get past New York City? It's like, we're all on Eastern. I, no, I assume it was just like Australian time. <laughs> every every country has its own chain. time. Um, it was 11.41 p.m. their time. So You know, wife was asleep and he was rolled over. <laughs> he was late at night, quote unquote, sermon prepping. I I love I eat this kind of stuff up. I love when specifically conservatives, uh, but especially Christian conservatives, internet. mess up on the internet. Like I love it. It I it gives me so much joy. And then the best part is, 
So he posted that ladies and girls kissing tweet at 11.41. And then at 11, what was it, 57? So 16 minutes later, he made a post. I think my Twitter may have been hacked 16 minutes later. God, what a dingus. <laughs> uh, like by, uh, it said like by then the floodgates had opened up. Um, oh, one person done. tweeted, uh, or at moistened tart tweeted, <laughs> Good save, Brian. This one hasn't ever been used before, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Good Scott, save, Brian. At ScottyVan68V2, don't mix your Twitter with Google searches. Oh, my God. Um, and then His, another uh, person put up, I'm watching you with, like, the Jesus symbol. Yeah. His assistant, uh, I think, the next day also made a tweet. And I'll just read this real quick. She said, thank you for your concern. Pastor Brian's assistant here. Rest assured, we are working on discovering how Pastor Brian's, uh, Pastor Brian's Twitter was hacked. Our team has ascertained that someone logged into his account from a location within the USA. So I love how they it use a me. strong verb, ascertained, like they really tracked it down. Like they appre- it gives you the idea yeah. that they apprehended the person. Yeah. Yeah. But really what they did was they like thought about it and then decided that that was what happened. Yeah. We've changed his password. So here's hoping they no longer have access. Ah, password two. Well, that's how password resets <laughs> work, Yolanda. <laughs> God damn. Um, uh, I think my favorite iteration of an article on this is from a pedestrian. Oh. Yeah, just pedestrian, the pedestrian website, pedestrian TV, um, said the great author Ernest Hemingway famously challenged himself to come up with a story that only consisted of six words. Yet this post from Brian Houston's account has blown Hemingway's record out of the water by effectively telling a sto- a much more thought-provoking and intriguing story in two less words. <laughs> because the tweet posted so many questions, such as, what is Brian Houston doing? <laughs> what is Brian Houston doing? <laughs> I just can't. I was talking to him about right before this is it would be less funny if it was a more explicit search. I don't know what it is, but yeah. like ladies and girls kissing is it's there's so, so many dry. levels to it. I also don't like that it's different types of women. I don't like that either. I really like, do. that's kind of weird. That's this is men and boys kissing, but female. Like that's the vibe it's giving. Like me. he could have just said, "This is." I know this is the exact podcast material everyone's looking for, but he could have just said "ladies kissing." He could have said anything else, but he said "ladies, ladies kissing and girls." Each other. Yeah, ladies, ladies kissing each other yeah. and girls is what gets me. That's it's creepy, it's weird, but it's also like. That's like a search from somebody where they know there's like a safe search on and they're trying to get mm -hmm. around it. So they're just doing the most generic like Like women lifting heavy packages. (laughs) Exactly. Like he could not search his safe search or his like covenant eyes or whatever would (laughs) not let him search lesbians kissing. No. Yeah. It had to be ladies and girls. He couldn't do like just lesbian porn or like lesbian sex scene. He had to just. You're like, well, maybe I'll get around my safe search if I do. Uh, people who happen to have uh, low-cut blouses on in public. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, the people with the bathroom with the dress. People who typically wear dresses and that have long yeah. hair. If you walk into a golden, if you walk into a, a, a Cracker Barrel, they're the one that it says hens over their bathroom. <laughs> That's such a deep, deep cut. <laughs> it's a very stupid cut. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brian Houston, just for the record, just so everyone knows where we land with Brian Houston, is an absolute fucking idiot. So He's um, a piece of crap. He, he's, total piece he, of crap. I don't care about him. Yeah. Please email me and tell me why I should change my mind. But Yeah. He enabled his pedophile father. Yeah, so have like, fun at your Hillsong concerts, everyone. If you want to go to Hillsong, yeah. have fun. Just remember Just what remember, Brian Houston did yeah. at 1141 yeah. Australian time. Remember, his dad founded that church, and then he took it over and protected his dad. So, Dude. and then late at night, 
when you're having your Bible study, Brian Houston is accidentally opening up Twitter instead of Google and typing in <laughs> ladies and girls ladies kissing. and girls kissing. I'm just surprised that he is going to I know he'll bounce back from this this cockroach. He's he will somehow rise from this and have some big old church gathering once again. Who knows? But I am a that, little bit scared that if ever that this is such an earworm of a moment for me that if I'm ever to address a crowd <laughs> Instead of ladies and gentlemen, I might slip up and go ladies and girls. <laughs> ladies and girls? Ladies and girls? Gentlemen? <laughs> Sorry. And gentlemen and boys. <laughs> Which would be equally as embarrassing, obviously. I think we need to just go back through Brian Houston's records during, um, like, as he's introducing church and see if he has done that himself. Maybe he has been on a Ladies and girls. Ladies and girls. Cockney accent for the Australian. <laughs> Shrimps on the barbie and drop bears. God. Uh, well, what what are we talking about today? I mean, what's our what's our actual main topic? Let's get away from Brian Houston. Yeah, let's 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 talk. Yeah. Let's talk life. Let's talk let's Bible. Start, yeah, let's, talk let's just theology. have some life let's, on life. Let's light up our cigars by the leather bound chairs. That's right. Uh, in a cigar room in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> And let's talk about Calvinism. You, we both lived that moment. You realize what you? Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. I, I, I brought a, I brought back a sense of memory. Um, it's a, so uh, for the next couple of episodes, we're going to be diving into each of the tenets of Calvinism. So what Calvinism is is it is the overall doctrine um, that describes how salvation occurs and everything surrounding it. Um, it kind of expands beyond just a little bit of that actually and talks about like okay how far does god's grace extend yeah it's like a framework for peace like trying to piece together salvation like just the whole process of because it really is a gigantic topic if you think about it's like the one of the biggest things you can try to answer as a christian is like why do we need to get saved because What's funny is like once you start diving into that question, things don't really make a lot of sense. Like if you try to explain oh. yourself of like, why did God need to, you know, save us? And you go, Well, because we were bad. Why we were bad? Well, we were just, I guess, born that way. Or is it yeah. only when you actually sin first? And oh, yeah. or well, is why it, did Jesus yeah. have to die though? Well, because there needed to be a sacrifice. But yeah. But why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many whys of like salvation. You know, like why did why did he have to die? Why did he have to get raised again? Why did he have to ascend? Why did people have to accept? Like, how do you accept salvation? Do you just, is it free to you? Do you have to re- return something to God? There's all these questions that you do have to return me. old library books to, yes. in order to get saved. It's free grace, but you do have to make sure you have, you uh, be kind and rewind to, to your local library. God has a very big stake in local library <laughs> self <laughs> across the nation. Um, but the um, the developed acronym for the different tenets of Calvinism can be best understand as TULIP. Yeah, and it's just the five different um, the five different uh, tenets of Calvinism. The T, which we will talk about today, um, is total depravity. Woo. Um, total depravity uh, dives in. What that is is that man is innately bad, is inherently bad, and in, in, inherently sinful, um, and is in a state of inherent and r- inherent rebellion against God that is not correctable by his own nature. Yeah. Thereby, man on his own cannot enter to the kingdom of heaven. He cannot do anything to get to the kingdom of heaven. It is only by grace and grace alone, which we get to later, uh, that man is able to walk through those pearly gates. Yep. It, uh, the, this very first letter of, of the acrostic is to set the scene of like why everything else has to fall in place. And, it, and it's yep. because, yeah, we have absolutely zero, uh, ability 
to make correct our situation. Yeah. And it's a way to like describe and it already like the, I feel like the wheels kind of fall off with this. Cause there's other questions you can ask that mm-hmm. I think on paper tulip makes sense and that's why people like it. Yeah. But in real life and in conversation, it's, it makes not a lot of sense. Well, and I think so, total depravity from like a, you know, um, yeah, dive in. Tell me. Go yeah, ahead. From like a realist standpoint, like total depravity is the most relatable out of each one. Like you can get somebody in with total depravity because like, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. how everything in the world is shit. And it's like, yeah, it was like, well, back in the day, two people were in a garden and one of them ate an apple. Um, so like yeah. it's the, the other thing about total depravity is it can extend back to that time in Genesis where, um, it's far reaching like uh before you know adam didn't have to work for anything he just picked up food i've always joked that like just big old t-bone steaks <laughs> grew on trees back then um but it's like just that's the flintstones like, every day out there yeah, exactly exactly um but like the the garden of eden was purely perfect in that he didn't really have to do anything but then you know when uh sin was brought into the world all of a sudden you had to start uh working yeah. Um, so you can blame sin, blame uh, taxes on sin, um, uh, pain during childbirth uh, is another part of total depravity. Uh, it's far-reaching because sin, and that's the whole thing, is that sin entered the world and dis- and brought cracks into God's yeah. perfect creation, um, and it's widespread. I think the real hiccup for me on total depravity is it is by no means of your own. Mm. Like you are, you are born at a net negative of infinity. That's the whole deal. Yep. And where Calvinists have problems is any sort of age of accountability conversation. Mm -hmm. I just would say that is the number one, at least in my opinion, opposition to the T is the age of accountability because, and here's a little personal anecdote is I was interning, um, at a church in Texas in college and it was a Southern Baptist church. And the pastor was very like classic, just theology, bro, kind of like really into Calvinism. And I remember we were like kind of studying tulip that summer, a nice Hitler youth haircut as well. Yeah. <laughs> he was bald. So pretty, you know, pretty close oh, wow. <laughs> by, okay. by choice too. So it's, you know, bold, oh, bold choice. Uh, but we talked about total depravity. I remember asking him cause he had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably dark to ask him, but I was being serious. I was like, what do you think about your kids? Like right now? Cause I remember he had, I think three kids at the time. One was like maybe 10. <laughs> what do you think about your kids right yeah. now? Like who's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, who's your favorite? Just, just curious. I'm, I'm, they're not definitely listening in the other room. I'm just doing it on their half. Uh, do you think Billy's be, going to hell? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but he had like a, you know, 10 year old and like maybe like a seven year old who already were jumping the hoops of like, you know, they were going to church and they accepted Christ at like kindergarten. But he had like a three year old at the mm-hmm. time that was at, and I remember going like, what do you think about your youngest? Like, do you really think she will, like if she died today in like a horrific accident, like would she just go to hell or is there like room for her? And I remember him being like, not even thinking about it. He was like, yeah, she, she would go to hell because we're, we're born into sin. And I was like, so that little thing over there and the, like playing with Barbies in the corner, like gets hit by a car today hell for eternity like no redemption whatsoever and he's like yeah yep. like that's no, absolutely. that's where the beauty of god's grace is we none of us deserve it but that just never sat well with me and i think most people would agree like that just doesn't feel right like yeah. as a, a god of the entire universe he can't like balance the scales a little bit that's i don't get it like it's always seemed well and too that means mind. it's on you like it's on yeah. you to do it, your it is, part yeah. of being that, you know, parent that ministers to your kids, being a missionary that spreads the gospel to places that haven't had it before. Uh, because if they like how many generations are in hell right now, because nobody ever brought the good news of yeah. God to them. 
Um, even though it really is an evangelism tool. Cause like mm-hmm. you're told if, if no one else hears about it, they're going to go to hell. There's no room like people in mm-hmm. other countries, whatever children are going yeah. to hell. Like it's scary. It's horrifying to think that everybody else that doesn't have it is going to hell. Um, yeah. Double depravity. Like and the other point too is, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that like we are born as the worst version of ourselves or anything like that. It's more that like everything we do is just affected by sin. You know, so it's like, you can't even yeah. like, you, even if you have like a good intentions. Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. It's like I, I could, if I wanted to start a nonprofit and I was an atheist, it would still be evil because essentially, because I'm not doing it for the glory of God. I'm not doing it as a redeemed person. So like, it really sets a huge line in the sand because, and I, you know, I'm having some therapy moment right now because it's like, what it does is it, it really separates the world where it's like, there's good guys and bad guys. There's people who are yeah. saved and then there's everybody else. And it's so like, even if it's a wonderful nonprofit doing great work, it's not a Christian one. So mm. I remember um, having the conversation in church one time. Because, like, you know, total depravity seeks so hard into a lot of our conversations about um, non-believers. And one of them was that people who don't believe in God could not actually love. Oof. That was said all the time in church, yeah. Yeah. People, oh, yeah. people who were Christians could love. They could love, they could have a marriage, or they could, you know, love people in um, and everything like that. And which is, is, is also another funny thing of like, well, these other, these people outside of the church or the peoples who, these people who do not believe in what we believe, they can't experience uh real love. We will take their money to do the wearing wedding ceremony by all means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's dude and dude or girl and girl. That's yeah. out then, of the question. Then they're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That is so interesting to think about. Yeah. Like that you could accept money from others, but ultimately think like they're not doing it correctly or they're not doing it the right way. I was told that all the time that like, uh, you know, marriage is You were told you weren't doing it the right way all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I was just, everything I did was wrong. (laughs) Stop doing it. Scott, you're not doing that the right way. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they always said that only Christian marriages had true like love at the center. Like, Every other, if it's not a Christian marriage that it's just built on, not it's like built on lies, but like, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> they weren't experiencing true love. It was always like the true, like peace, the true, you know, it's like, oh, they could find some peace through that, but not true peace or whatever it is. It's always like this. They could find the peace that God allows them to find. <sighs> yeah. Gosh. And that's the other thing is that. Um, and common grace is probably the biggest thing that I have a problem with in all of Christianity. Um, mm. Is so you have different. Yeah, types what's of common grace? grace? Give us a Com- quick refresher. Yeah. Uh, common grace is, I mean, if you just go to like you know the first route in Pokemon, it's gonna, grace is going to be the most popular uh, Pokemon that pops out. Sorry, that was a dumbass joke. Um, Jesus common grace Almighty. is actually what it actually is. <laughs> Good lord, that was serious. just horrible. I suck. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you knew where that was going, and you kind of begrudgingly served that dish cold <laughs> to like, me and the listeners. I was like, man. <laughs> I feel like you expect me to do this, and so I will. Um, no. <laughs> but common grace is, in more serious note, so everything you have around you is due to God's grace. Uh, the um, yeah, uh, God's grace, God's uh, saving grace, or anything like that. And, you know, things. I don't know what the other the other term outside of common grace is. Is grace that's given for salvation. Yeah. Um, the irresistible grace. Yeah. Yeah. Irresistible grace and stuff like that. Um, but common grace is just like air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. everyone, that you are allowed to breathe, but it's extended to everybody. 
And so God is gracious even towards people he is sending to hell for allowing them to live and breathe and be good and do good things and experience happiness while they're here on this earth. It is, you're 100% right. And he like, that's is, wild. make no mistake, when we get to L, I think, when we get to limited atonement, he is sending people to hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, we'll get to the L later, but yeah, it's, there is a, God already chose who's going to get saved and who did. That, that's Mm. part of Calvinism is that, that it explains why. No, he looked through the window of time, saw who was going to be good. And based off of that, did it. There's always, always that like, look through the window Oh yeah. There's always a loophole of like, he didn't choose he just like identified the people who were going to love him and they just happen to be white Anglo-Saxon. This Christian is why people. I both, <laughs> I, I hate John Piper Ugh. every fiber of my being, but the very least John Piper like sticks to his guns on this and it's just like, no, yeah, he's sending people to hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it really, like no one wants to say it. They wanted yeah. to say like, well, it's really just because people, because you you keep going farther back and it's like okay well, let's 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 say it, there is a you know whatever limited atonement or that there is total depravity like at some point God still started this whole thing in motion like yeah and so then you have to decide and I really do think a lot of the problems with the Bible like boil down to the two questions of is God all powerful or is He all loving like th- those are the two categories where it's like He's sending people to hell in some way, shape or form, however you want to slice or dice it. Like he, people are going to go to hell on God's watch yeah. and you have to explain that either that God's not powerful enough to stop that or that he's not loving enough to care about it. Like he's just, well, that's just the way it is. And that's, you know, how it goes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, the yeah, total of, depravity. Yeah. Total depravity. We all deserve hell by God's grace. Some of us don't have, don't have to go. Yeah. Just, just some people, uh, in certain countries that listen to certain uh, church sermons music. and music <laughs> and podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any verses that stand out to you that kind of describe total depravity? I know there's a few, I'm, as I'm doing a little bit of research here, that stand out. Uh, there's um, the filthy rags one that describes all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Um, and filthy rags is... Uh, it's not just like a dirty rag. It's uh, tampons. What I yeah, what I was told is is tampons. Uh, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, and so that's what Isaiah is referring to. Um, just basically saying that everything that ev- any good deed that we do is useless without God. It's yeah. And I th- uh, another way to describe total depravity is. Like, we are so, we are fully and irreparably tainted by sin. To walk in God's presence would be an insult to God. That's why Jesus came and died, was to take on that sin, to take it away from us, so that when he looks at us, this is fucked up, when God looks at us, he sees his children, he doesn't see those sinful, horrible people anymore. Right. Now, you also have to reconcile that with God is Jesus and say that Jesus was doing it all along <laughs> and that God wanted those people to be that way. And so he sent, he killed his son. Mm-hmm. So I'm that following they could 100% be that. right now. Yep. I, I know. Like, it's it's so, it's such a I like, was a pastor. Weird, this is all easy to me. Yeah. And this is, this is, that's the that's thing. Like, of course that makes anybody, sense. <laughs> anybody who didn't grow up in this is just like, these are two mad men talking in circles. <laughs> but anybody who grew up with this is like, yeah, this makes yeah, the, of course I get it is. this. Of course God is um, Jesus and Jesus had to die. And but that's, it wasn't the, that's the other wild thing about all this is the Jesus dying part. Oh, yeah. 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 If you wanted people to go into heaven, why did you have to kill your son? Well, because there needed to be a sacrifice. Well, why there need to be a sacrifice? Well, God required a sacrifice for sin. So God set up the system for sacrifice I can sacrifice see the red yarn sin. spinning around the push pins. <laughs> yeah, like he, he set up the system for collecting sacrifices for sin, and we're supposed to be upset that he killed his own son due to the system he created. My favorite thing is that for... Th- 
thousands of years, you could even get away with maybe just hundreds, but thousands of years, there was no reference book. There was no Bible put together. No. People think that they always had a Bible just laying around. They could go, is this sin? Is this bad? Think about like if truly the book of the law of Moses and all the other laws were God's standard of righteousness, how many people ate shrimp and pork for hundreds of years before that and had no idea? And like, ate did God... ass too. Yeah, and ate ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God... They don't talk about that enough. <laughs> we Like he set this whole system up, you know, and how are people supposed to know? Like, were they just supposed to just know that eating pork was sinful or that like working on a certain day would have been, or was it only at that once he enacted those laws, then it was righteousness. And that's when like, but then it claims like, well, God's law is temperamental in that situation. Like if his law is truly eternal, eating pork would have been bad all the time. You know, not just once he gave people the book of the law of Moses, but anyway, we're too bad and just, Spinning down yeah. this hole. But. Jesus coming in because he comes in and he says, I'm here to fulfill the law. Yeah. Which also, there's, there's a, a blanket bit, statement. Yeah. It's a blanket statement. It also feels like you're changing the rules. Yeah. It's a little, it's a like, little lazy um, in my, it's yeah. lazy writing. It's lazy writing. <laughs> Second season, they kind of, they kind of went off the rails. Um, but I mean, you're right. Like for, for a while there, no one really knew what to do. That's like one of my kind of, odd beast with circumcision is that everything else is like detailed out in the Bible about what to do. And it's just yeah. like, you know, do this this way. If, you know, uh, a woman grabs your, if, if somebody's woman grabs your husband's junk, boo boo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> slice off her head. If you bump um, hoo hoos with someone's boo boo, you're getting in a lot of trouble. You're getting, you're going to be in deep poo poo. Um, Thank you. But like, but as far as like all of those are outlined, how to adorn the tabernacle is outlined, mm-hmm. how to do offerings is outlined in Genesis. God's just like circumcise your son. And Abraham's <laughs> like, got it. Know what that means? No problem. Yeah. I know exactly what that is. <laughs> Absolutely. Got it. And it's, so we can't we can't treat each book equally in their in what they are presenting us um to a further point of what we're talking about where it's like well we didn't like we didn't have all these all together all at once the only reason we have all of them together all at once was Constantine's mom was a Christian and he was like well mom's a Christian and I don't want to make her sad yeah and so he like you know, converted himself to Christianity and then found out how many different groups of Christianity were running around. He was like, oh, crap. I thought there was, was like, like two of them. He was like, Jesus. Um, and so Literally. he just like, he, yeah, he's like, mm, ah, you. Um, <laughs> and uh, according to his, according to history, he just got them all together and was just like, just give me one book that we can use or else I kill all of you. Like that's because I'm the emperor of, yeah, like the formation of the Bible in itself is chaos. But to yeah. for John Calvin, you know, he was sitting around and I don't know whatever the I don't know when he was like the most famous. When was he around? Sixteenth century? Sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Fifteenth, sixteenth. We, we know history. Let's Google John Calvin. Uh, either way. Thousands of years removed from the formation of the... Not thousands, but... John Calvin about is an thousand. American film and television actor. That's... Well, that's him. That's him, yeah. He's an actor. Uh, 1500s. Okay. In Picardy, France. Bacardi, France? Bacardi. Bacardi Picardy. and Coke, France. Picardy. And he Captain Picard. Captain... Yeah. Uh, and he died <laughs> in uh, Geneva. Huh. Do we know what he died from? Is it really uh, embarrassing? Uh, he he like shit his pants to death. <laughs> um, there's controversies. Um, Jesus, somebody who was walking around in the 16th <laughs> century had controversies. <laughs> Calling me shocked. Do you think John Calvin's in hell or heaven? Based on all of his research. Um, 
the 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 death section is last illness. Oh, last illness. Okay, <laughs> last illness. Just a shitty way to die. I just had his cold. <laughs> yeah, he had so many illnesses before, and, and the last illness. La- the last one finally got him. Um, he's had a really bad hangnail. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, so it, he, it looks like he got better. Oh. Um, shortly after he recovered, he strained his voice while preaching, which brought on a violent fit of coughing. He burst a blood vessel in his lungs. Jeez. And he steadily declined. So he died from preaching. Is the wow? What a what here. a way to go! What what a poetic way to go for John Calvin. Um, yeah. he, caused hey, all sorts of died problems doing, after that. Died doing what he loved. Yeah. yeah. So, total depravity. I. Unfortunately, it was a tenet that I backed up during my pastoral years. I, I think I would have you, agreed that. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're kind of like giving listeners a peek behind the curtain. Were you two point, three point, four point, five point Calvinist? <laughs> um, let's see. Total depravity, I was fine with, but actually, now I'm thinking about it, I always had room for, like, an age of accountability. I always thought, like... Yeah. Because the other thing that did make sense to me is people would always give a hard date for accountability. They'll be like, well, you know, it's 12 or it's it's 13. I'm like, well, what about people with, like, learning disabilities or people that have, like, mental barriers? Like, some people have the mind of an eight year old and they're 30. Like, yeah. do they have room? Like, do they get to, those are the legit questions I always had was like, can people make a decision later because they haven't developed enough? Like, or what if someone is like, I don't know, just fully in it. And like, yeah, they're six years old and they accept Christ. Are they, uh, do they have the wherewithal to understand their decision? So I was a little iffy on like accountability stuff, but I did agree that, but outside of Christ, you couldn't do anything good. Like I, I always, no. I would have backed up the thought that there's like a better love out there, like a true goodness. And that's only with Christ as your motivation. Um, what about you? Like with total depravity, like, do you feel like same boat yeah, or were you pretty hard I think, I think I gave exception to any sort of, I think ultimately I enshrouded my answer in I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I feel like. That is the old ace in the hole to, as a pastor is you can yeah. just say, I don't know. And people will be like, he's so deep. He's so, so he's such wise. a people person. He's so wise for saying, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like, I would do. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, age of accountability. I never really ascribed to it. Um, I would say, I don't know. I would say, you know, I would, I, you know, I believe that God's grace extends, um, it, 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 it's, uh, extends out where he wants it to. Um, and so if somebody is, you know, gone before they can make that decision, then I think that he's, you know, I think at that point you have to think about the character of God. And is this the kind of yeah. God that would send those, which is, which, which goes back to how fucked up what your, pa- like your Texas pastor said. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, and that's the three, kind of like, yeah. And that's the kind of environment I grew up in was like, uh, it was hard line. Like, yeah, if you God don't is, accept Christ, God is so uncaring and it's so by the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, sorry, according to the rules I made up. <laughs> That, that brings up a really good point, though. Like, I feel like people take Calvinism, this, like, just set of ideas, and they make it, they want to make things fit into that framework. Like, that is the, that's the measuring the term, stick. Have you ever heard the term, like, cage Calvinist? Mm, I don't maybe. I don't know. It might have just been, like, some, some buddies of mine uh, came up with, but it's the idea... If somebody is a cage Calvinist, it is they should be locked in a cage for a year, <laughs> so <that> they <laughs> so that they uh, develop a feeling to relate to other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the the, the least 
relatable system of thinking is Calvinism because you are just yeah. it's a it's an explanation of hey let's talk about how people are shit and you don't deserve yeah. anything <laughs> yeah it really it really is it's just like this explanation of like why uh, certain people also, I know get elected and others don't and I and I know more than you mentality. I know more than you I'm obviously part of the elect and Ugh. um I I'm I'm part of the elect and you're also part of the elect and but your friend might not be but you need to tell them about Jesus anyway just in case they might be. And we all have like um, the same relationship to God, but I have a little bit more special relationship with God because I studied more John Calvin. Because I, I read so. R.C. Sproul. Yeah, so I kind of know I, God a little bit more though. So I read John Calvin and I actually have, um, I, I have a book signed by John Piper. Um, and Ugh. You sound like me in 2010. <laughs> no, I sound like me in 2011. <laughs> That's right behind me. <laughs> Let, let's get let's get it straight. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Total total depravity is totally depraved. It's it's dumb. I I'm a little ashamed that it was something that was a driving factor for me in ministry for a bit. Because um, I remember walking around and thinking, it wasn't look at all these sinners <laughs> like that. That wasn't what mm. I was thinking. It was just like I would be walking around and be like. Man, everybody out here is just poisoned by sin. Yeah, yeah. It makes you like feel like you're living in the matrix and you have mm-hmm. that's how I kind of legit felt was like I have a special mission that is secret and no one else knows about it, but and nobody knows what, I know. what reality is actually like. I know what the real reality is. I took I took the red pill or the I blue took, pill <laughs> or the red one. The the good took, one. <laughs> I took, I took the pill that makes things real. The, you know, the, the, the pill that makes the movie happen. There's like the pill that, that you can take if you want to be like the guy <laughs> that kind of looks like a mouse and eats like the steak and he, he kind of doesn't care. Or you can be like the cool guy that does karate. Yeah. I did the karate one. I did the karate one and now I'm, <laughs> and now I'm walking around and everybody has sin in their hearts and I have to karate them into something. I have to karate them out of their battery cell packs with the liquid goo so they can accept Christ. That's <laughs> the goo savior battery pack life support. This is an actual <laughs> excerpt from Scott's journal in like <laughs> yeah. 2011. God help me release all these people from their goo battery packs. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on total depravité? Um, I just think in I'm going to say it's probably the same thing for all these letters is that the framework sounds great on paper mm-hmm. and it's great for theology bros to just sit around with their stupid little like wool ties and wood pipes and try to talk about how they understand how the Bible works. But at the end of the day, you're trying to explain a lore that doesn't really tie up all the loose ends and you're just trying to like write an addition to the Bible that it, it it will never work because the, the source material itself doesn't make sense. It just doesn't fit together. And so someone like John Calvin tried to make it work and the way of making it work is to be out of touch with the reality and to have a hard line stance on things that I don't know. It just, it really just doesn't hold up. Like you start asking questions of any of these tenants and you are like, it took us maybe two questions to go hmm, like, maybe this doesn't make sense. So I don't know. Total depravity, more like total shit. Gravity. Evan, please go. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. Um, I like I I we went into this and I said it at the beginning and I still believe it total depravity I think is the one that everybody might be able to like get a little bit on board with and like okay yeah there must be a reason that the world's shit yeah you know uh that you can you know meet somewhere in the middle on that Mm-hmm. It's just the external tenets and what that means with a heaven, with a Jesus who died on the cross. That's where total depravity is. 
that that that's where um it gets a lot more complicated mm-hmm. yeah so. trying to fit all the pieces together is where <laughs> funny enough it's like they made this framework to try to make everything fit yeah but it's a glorified you, it's a glorified yeah. five-point sermon it is yeah that's what it is and um and you 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 built out these different tenants to talk through uh this one aspect and the problem is that aspect contradicts itself constantly oh all and you can find verses to contradict these it's not like you can just it's not like we're just talking out of our ass like oh like these guys haven't read the bible like you can find verses that will say one or the other like that's the I want to say the beauty of the Bible, but that is the scary part of the Bible is that two people can read the same verse and have totally different takeaways. Like yep. someone could read a verse like John three sixteen even and go, see, God loves everyone. Like why would everyone be totally but like no, apart God from God? God loves the world. Yeah. And by his and creation, he's, he's saying that <laughs> and so he gave us only begotten son so that whoever believed in him which would be whoever would believe in him. Yeah, it wasn't an open invitation. It's just that those that were going to believe would... Ex- it's just... Which we didn't even get to the aspect no. of total depravity actually meaning a damn thing when Jesus was... Around. Like, before, what was everybody just going to hell? Or did Jesus dying just send a lot of people to hell automatically? <laughs> Like was was Satan just like ah oh, shit yeah <laughs> we, well, we, we don't have enough employees to to deal with all this processing and that's I mean well maybe another episode too but they try to explain why Jesus did die and some people say it's because he had to go to hell to win back people who were asleep and were actually you know saints at the time but they were just dead and he had to mm-hmm. save them from hell and then bring them back with him with the like there's all there's all sorts of ways. How to miserable to is that? Hey, wake okay. up! You gotta go to heaven. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> I'm just. I've been sleeping for four hundred years. I'm tired. You know, I was in the desert. Do you know how? Do you know how much I've been wanting sleep? Oh God, yeah. I. Four more letters we gotta we get through. So yep. buckle up, listener. There's lots more to come. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on unblessedpodcast.com at unblessedpod at any social media outlet that you might find. Um except the sexy ones. And true social. Um, and true social. Um <laughs> Scott's working on it. We're he, working on that. He, Every day and night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And once again, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And don't forget about hell.